0: you you know uh uh, god is a good god um he is alive he is alive i say that again he is alive he's not some old dead god from uh, some uh, some some story from long ago he's the god long ago but he's the god of now and the god of tomorrow that's why the bible says that he is the same yesterday today and forever yeah i I live today and i want to see the goodness of god in my today, amen? amen. And so I believe God has some good I- things in store for us. We have kids in the service of our fifth Sunday, uh, which is kind of um, uh, our family Sunday. So we get to have the whole family to be together, except for the little little ones, the one that uh, they have something more special than uh, than you guys have. So, um, but uh, I want us to get uh, straight to the Word of God this morning. We're going to go on with a series that we began. And the title of the series, in fact, it's not just the title of the series. It's a theme for the year. It's called Propel. Well, come on, say Propel. With me. You know, all of us are people of destiny. We were born with a purpose. God created us and put destiny inside of us. We were not just called or born by chance. We didn't get to pick what family we were born. We didn't get to pick a lot of things about us. Like if we did, we'll look a lot different than we do now. But, but, but I want to just remind you again that you are created for a purpose. Psalm 139 says that you formed me in my, you formed my inner parts in my mother's womb. And I am fearfully, I bless you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God created you, the who you are, And he put his spirit inside of you, and he puts you in this time, in this season, and even in the city that you are in to accomplish a purpose. If you've been going through the motions and just living on life with the motions, you need to take a greater look because there's more in you than you probably realize. So the story we've been looking at, I mean, in fact, I began to talk about is the story of a man in the Bible called Samson. Samson, a lot of us know as to be one of the most powerful guys, most strong people. In fact, I think he is the strongest person to ever live physically based on the stories we read about him. I don't think anyone has shown up with that kind of power. Well, and then the Olympics should be just happy that Samson wasn't born uh, in the modern Olympic time, you know, he would be uh, just, uh, he'll be, be the best wrestler. He'll be the best judo guy. He'll be the best karate. He will take the weightlifting. lifting. He'll just take it to a whole nother level. Uh, but I want us to kind of go back to Samson's story because it is a picture of, of our story in some ways. And we can learn some things that would help us in our own walk and in our own life. Because we serve the same God that Samson did serve. And, 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 and just to remind us again, people of the New Testament, a lot of the Old Testament prophets wish that they lived at our time. And you read some of the guys in the Old Testament, and you're like, man, that was some pre- pretty remarkable anointing they had on their lives. Some of the things they were able to accomplish, do uh, uh, in their time, they are way ahead of their time. But they were able to foresee of the promise and understand the plan of God and says, I wish, some of them wish that they lived in the latter days. And we live in that time that many of them wanted to live. And God has a story, not just for those prophets. God has a story for you. He has a dream for you. He has a dream for my life. What he would like for, for my life to look like. And so the, this, the journey of following Christ helps us to align with that plan so that we can move off of figuring our own way and aligning with God. And when we align with God, good things happen. Good things happen. So Samson, I, um, I want to I wanna encourage you. Uh, you. I'm not going to read the whole thing. You will get more out of this part, first section of the, of the series if you went ahead and read uh, the book. The story of Samson is very short. It's in the book of Judges, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges. Seventh book of the Bible. Find it chapter 13 to chapter 16. You will finish the book quicker than one quarter of the Super Bowl next week. (laughs) I'm always a believer. In fact, the Bible teaches us that even when teachers do teach the word, that we ought to go back to the Bible and read and to learn are the things that they are saying really true. Then it's not that we have this cynicism about how we read. No. I think you get a lot more out of it when you understand the story. Trust me, you wouldn't want me to read the whole story this morning. And then <laughs> preach after that. It, okay, so 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 it's good for us to all read it and be in the word. I think it's similar. And and I it's so in human nature, we want someone else to do the work for us. I know there's been a lot going on in the country, a lot of stuff. Well, we don't like this law. We like this law. We don't like this. Have you gone and actually read the law itself? I learned a long time ago. I'm never gonna let someone train me how to think. If something is important to me, I'm gonna go straight to the source. The Bible says we should always go straight to the source. If I have an issue from a brother, is Bruce really got to me a little bit? You know, I, I don't go around and say, "Hey, dog." You know, Bruce, really? You know, no, no, no. The Bible says if you have an issue with a person, go straight to that person. And then try to work things out. And oftentimes are not, you will find common ground. And you will move on because you will discover that there is more to unite you than there is to divide you. And I think the same principle we should apply even concerning laws in this country. We are the United States of America. A house divided amongst itself will not stand. We want to seek unity, even with people who differ from us, even people that see life totally different. We not seek unity. We are stronger together. Okay, so I, I, I learned a long time ago, I, this is my personal bias. I know we are all biased on other things, but I believe that the media sets a lot of uh, hype on us. And that's why I don't uh, believe, and I like what Denzel Washington said once. He said, well, if you read no news, then you are uninformed. But if you read too much news, then you're misinformed. I go to the source. You just read it and then make an independent decision and then all the other noise will just be noise and you can listen to people and then you can decide inside and then you, you, you can decide how you're going to stand. I think the same should be also regarding the word of God and that's why you'll find that I always urge you, say go read it. It's not a joke or a suggestion. I think it's good for you. I was like, oh, I read it pastor but I don't understand it. That's fine. The more you read and the more you get in the word, the more it's going to start making sense to you and you'll get... Uh, you will get a lot more out of messages when you understand it. So how many are going to read it? I'm going to read it again. I've read it a few times, chapter 13 through 16. How many are going to read it this week? All right. How many are going to read it today? It's like, you know what? I'm going to just do it today. Get it. I, I promise you'll get more out of the series because of it. Because I'm going to be jumping on his story a little bit. But let me pick a couple um, a couple of points this morning. Okay, so uh, let's go to chapter 13 of Judges. And I'm going to read um, uh, starting in verse two, and I'm going to read about three verses, and then I'll read another passage, uh, another uh, a couple of other verses. Verse two, he says, "Now there was a certain man from Zora, of the family of the Danites, or the family, the descendants of Dan, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren, and had no children." And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her indeed now you are you are barren and have borne no children but you shall conceive and bear a son Now therefore please be careful not to drink wine or similar drinks and do not do, and do not uh, and not to eat anything unclean I think any pregnant woman should probably abstain from those things um, for behold <laughs> you shall conceive and bear a son And no razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistine. That last line kind of gives us a picture of what Samson's destiny was. God had put a mark on his life because for 40 years, the Israelites had found themselves in a really bad situation. It's a bad situation. It's really a consequence of bad living. Okay? There's good living and there's bad living. We all are free people. We can make free choices. And so when we make bad choices, we end up having to live with bad consequences. When we make good choices, we end up living with good consequences. You can choose which way you go, but you don't get to choose the consequences. So the Israelites had found themselves in one of these situations and they found themselves uh, having made really bad choices. In fact, verse 1, it says that the Israelites had done evil in the sight of the Lord and the Lord de- uh, delivered them into the hands of the Philistines. And so they had the Philistines uh, take dominance over them. They hated them, but at this time they were more powerful than the Israelites and they lived in oppression. And so they, uh, the Philistines uh, uh, would uh, sometimes, uh, when, uh, how they subdued the Israelites, was there would, uh, you know, uh, it was an agricultural economy and all that. And they, you know, they would, uh, and you know how it is. We, we live in Nebraska, so we get this. <laughs> you know, you plant seed and the start, stuff starts to grow. And then someone comes and destroys it. You know, it's a long time before the next time. So they kind of starve them. And so they were able, you know, y- y- you could fight a hungry person. And take over. And so they did all sorts of nasty things on them. And God had called, uh, 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 brought somebody to begin. He says, that, Let me read that last verse. He says, that, He shall be a Nazareth and unto the Lord, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. So God had put a purpose in Samson as a deliverer of the people of Israel from this oppression of the Philistines. Okay. Samson had a purpose, and so do you. Samson was born with a purpose, and so do you. So were you. God had put a purpose in his life, and God had put a purpose on your life. And so he tells, the angel tells Samson's mother and father, and you can read the whole story, Uh, And he gives him say, hey, be careful to observe that you don't do certain things. Why? Because he is different. He is some special person. He's not just an ordinary Joe. He's a special person. God has purpose and destiny over his life. And so he can't be like everybody else. Because he is not everybody else. And we might think that's different of Samson. But that story is exactly mine and your story. See, when the Lord calls us, we are born again. But he puts a purpose in our lives. In the Bible, it says that we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people chosen or set apart to bring forth the praises of the one who called us out of darkness into his marvelous sight. That's a purpose we got. Even though we live in the world, we are not of this world. So he's telling the parents, if you want this child to fulfill his purpose and his destiny, be sure to set him apart because he's special. There is purpose in his life. And God is wanting to use his life to do great things. Things that were thought to be impossible in the past. But we know this, that with God, all things are possible. There are things in your life that may seem impossible. You might be at a place in your life right now when you examine what the happenings, and you look at different... It can be discouraging. God says, no, 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 no. It might be discouraging. It might actually be impossible. But God specializes in the impossible. He says that it's the nature of our God to take things that are not as though... uh, he created the universe out of nothingness I know that's not a word but it sounds better there was nothing when God said let there be light he creates things out of nothing there was destiny and so for there to be destiny because because there was destiny he was to live his life a different way he's not the ordinary there was extraordinary stuff in his life We, are, as uh, as believers in Christ, uh, also have purpose. We were born like Samson was born. We were born into a new family. We were born again. We were born physically, but when we came to Christ, we were born again. And the Bible says that, Behold, whoever is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away, and all things have become new. We become a new life, and at that point, we are set apart. We are not like anybody else. We are special people chosen to bring forth or to declare forth the praises of the one who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So jumping down to uh, verse 24, let's keep reading. And, and so it says, uh, later on, and you can read the, 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 the in-between for yourself. But it says, when, when her son was born, she named him Samson. And the Lord blessed him as he grew up. And the Spirit of the Lord began to star him while he lived in Mahanadan which is located between the towns of Zora and Ishtar. And uh, um, uh, so, okay. Um, and I wanted to kind of draw a few things from, from that passage. So obviously the story goes on. They've gotten the idea that we've got a special child here. And that means every child we have is a special child. If you already regard yourself as a person called aside, you raise your children as such. Every child... Has destiny in their lives? You know, it changes how we parent, does it? When they're just an addition in the crowd, it's a different thing, but when there's something special in them, we raise them differently. We protect them. We nurture them. We encourage them, hey, quit trying to be like everybody else. Oh, but mom, that lets them play a video game 24-7. No, 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 you, they do but you're not them. Oh, but this is the coolest thing going on right now. That's cool. But you're not them. There's a sense of responsibility that comes. There's a sense of um, order that comes. When you live like a leader, everywhere you go when you're representing the kingdom of god in everything you do if that's a, your mantra i guess you do things differently i remember there was a time um, um i was uh i'd worked at a job for 7 years and it was time to leave my job and i knew i would leave um but uh, one of my um uh, whoever was my, my 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 boss at the time came in and paid me a visit in my office I said, I just want to ask you something, because we always knew that you would leave us. So we had no doubt. We knew you are a pastor, and you're probably going to go serve the Lord, do something like that. And, uh, and, and now the time has come, and you're going to leave us here. But I just haven't been able to, to 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 understand, how is it that this was part-time? It wasn't your life's work. We knew you had a different path in your life. But why did you put so much energy and effort? Why did, why, why were you there trying to be the best at what you did? And, uh, and, and, and by God's grace, I was able to do a lot of things that had not been done at the time. And, uh, and I just, why is it that you work so hard? Because most people, when they know they're gonna leave, they check out. And they just do enough to keep that retirement, enough to keep that benefit, enough to keep that severance, enough to keep, you know? But they checked out. Why do you, what? Pull my desk. My Bible, the verse that says, for everything that you do, do it with all your heart, not as unto men, but as unto the Lord. I said, that's the verse I use when I work. Because ultimately, you <coughs> you are my boss, but I really report to him. And so I cannot afford to just be ordinary because my boss is Extraordinary. Even though I have a short time with you, I'm going to try my best to do over and above because of who I work for. You might pay my paycheck, but ultimately God is my provider. So that's an attitude of someone that is special. You're not in it just like everybody else. See, the thing that happens with our human nature is a tendency to belong. That's why we we want people to support us, even if when we do something, that um, uh, we'll find people that actually agree with us, uh, birds of the same feathers. We like that, and, and 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 even more so, it's those things you know. We get those clicks when we are little, we get those clicks when we are not so little, and we get those clicks even when we grow up and we don't realize it. And the divisions that exist among us, typically they are, they're actually very small relative to the big picture. But we, it's a sense of belonging. I saw someone said, you know, if you're going to be first, got to get used to being odd. Some didn't get the joke. It's the, <laughs> we want to belong. But the Lord's telling this mother and this father that you have a special person in here. And because he's special, you guys got to live your life differently. Because there is purpose, there is destiny in you. Because, let's say for example, if Samson did not not adhere to the the Nazarite um, um, law and what God had instructed... I don't think he would have fulfilled anything. In fact, the story of his life will show you that he moved away from God's purpose. And whenever he did, he actually things did not play out well. But whenever he aligned himself with the Lord's purpose, things started working out. So it's not different from us. We could go everywhere we want to go in life. We could do anything we want to do in life. But our lives begin to resemble... The blessing of the Lord when we follow God's ways. Okay, so so in in the verse that I just read, twenty four, saying when her son was born, she named him Samson, and the Lord blessed him, and he, as he grew up, and the spirit of the Lord began to stir him up while he while he lived in Mahanedin. Um From that verse, oh, those two verses, I want to draw out a few messages. In fact, we'll expand on it, and I think it's going to be phenomenal. Because I believe God has, uh, His, uh, uh, by His Holy Spirit, is going to empower us and help us to move towards our destiny. When we talk about propel, sometimes you need something to kind of stir you up and push you towards, you know. Have you ever felt like you're stuck? You're like, man, I'm just doing the same thing, but I need something of God that's not of us, of God, to help push that wind behind me, to push me into my destiny. When I was a kid growing in Kenya, we used to make make, make these uh, slingshots out of trees and rubber bands. Well, it wasn't rubber bands, but like tire tubes and stuff. We call it fair. Uh, if you're a Kenyan, you would know exactly what that is. But it was a, a, a really powerful slingshot. And you could stretch it. I wish I had one to show you. And, and stretch it. And the farther you pull it, when you release that thing, it's amazing the stuff you can do. You know, and, uh, and, and you can imagine what uh, young boys would do um, uh, <laughs> when no one is looking. But the other thing that's something funny about that is <clears throat> there's, there's power being generated. There's energy being generated as you're pulling that thing back. But the process of of, of getting power is a stretching process. It's a, it, it, it's a painful process. The more you pull it, the more energy it is. And when it's released, it can do some wonderful things in the eyes of the boys. <laughs> uh, in the eyes of other things, not so wonderful. And, and, it, and it's so true to our lives sometimes. You wonder, man, why do I have to go through all these things in my life? If God loved me, I would have no problem whatsoever. And you know that it's in the seasons of stretching that you're being shaped and being prepared for what God already has for you. What he has for you is bigger than anybody else. And so he's stretching you to shape you and to build character in you to launch you into your destiny. So don't resist the stretching of the Lord. The Bible says do not resist the, the teaching of the Lord. Let the, allow the Lord to walk in you and keep that attitude inside of yourself that God is good all the time. The good times, the bad times, the not so good times, God's still good. My times, my circumstances, my seasons change, but God's constantly good he's constantly good he's good in the valley he's good on the mountaintop he's good all the time and says so like yep lord I, I i don't understand this i would want this cup away from me like jesus said you know lord if it is your will take this cup away from me but nonetheless not what i will but your will be done and so we'll take a few things and, and it's, it's, it's exciting i'm actually excited to speak about all these things because that passage gives us a uh a, the recipe of, of fulfilling God's uh, 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 plans and purpose in our lives. Uh, last week I said three things we see there is that uh, he was blessed, he was called, and he was anointed. You need the blessing of the Lord in your life if you're going to fulfill your purpose and your dream. You you can't do it on your own. You can be successful in other things, but if you're missing the Lord, they still avoid. So, no. You can be successful in any different thing, but if you're missing the law, they still avoid. God's blessings are well-rounded. So we've seen people that are incredible talent, whether it's in sports or Hollywood, academics, whatever it might be, science, any field. You pick it. There are a lot of people that are very successful in their field of study that are not saved. Some of them don't even believe in God. But the Bible says this about the blessing of the Lord. That the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow. In other words, this blessing is all-encompassing. It's not just in the things that we see, even though it might include the things that we see, but more so is the things that are not seen. There are wonderfully blessed people that accomplish greatness that are never known. They never made famous. They never get wealthy. They never do any of it. But they have accomplished a lot. Mother Teresa once said, if you want to accomplish greatness, go back home and love your family. Might do a great things on the outside farm and not win the first mission field. That's not greatness. But God says his blessing includes both. I, I want both. But if I was to lose one, he says, if you're to lose one, for all, don't lose your soul. He says, what profit is it for you to gain the whole world and live the soul? So he says, okay, if you must pick one, be sure that you don't lose your soul. Jesus says, even if your hand causes you to not get there, you're better off not having an arm. The Having both ends and not making, you see, you see what I'm saying? So he's giving us the bigger picture. So he was blessed. He was called his papa. He says the Lord blessed him as he grew and the Holy Spirit began to stir him up as he lived in uh, in Mahinadim. So those two things are paramount for us to, to accomplish um, uh, what we were destined to do on earth. We need God's blessing upon us. We can't do it on our own. And we also have to have our purpose. That's the that's calling. When the Holy Spirit uh, began to stir him up, he began to kind of give him an idea that there's, there's a lot in you. You know, he was told by his parents, but I got to a time where the Spirit himself has to stir something in him and say, Samson, there's something in you. And the Spirit started, uh, and, 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 then, uh, and, uh, and then it says that the Lord... Um, um, uh, but, but but then you read through, it doesn't say in that verse, but you read through his story and the chapters I told you to read, you see that he did mighty things. You see that he did extraordinary things. It was like, what in the world did he? was he able to do that? And we see that where the secret of the power was not his own power, but the anointing of the Lord upon his life enabled him to do what he could not do in himself. It's not different than us. God anoints us for a specific task, for a specific purpose, for a specific assignment that would. God calls you and you don't know. You don't, He can ask you to do something that you're like, there's no way I could do this. But he says, if God calls you, then he'll give you the ability to do it. He equips the called. He doesn't call the equipped. Borrow from Pastor Chris. He equips the called. Moses gets a call of God in his life. You all know the story of Moses. And God says, Moses, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to talk to the ruler of the world right now, pretty much the greatest empire at the time was the empire of Egypt. He says, I want you to go to talk to the, to the empire of Egypt, go to talk to Pharaoh, and tell him to let my people go. God, you think I'm crazy? Yes, I know you're crazy. (laughs) That's a crazy thing? Yeah, I know it's a crazy thing, but I've called you to do that. But God, you know, uh, that's a really good, uh, thought there you got here uh, gone I, I i like that you know and, and i think it really will be a good idea to see the israelites get out of egypt you know nobody should live like that everybody should be liberated and i, I, I agree with you but god you got the wrong person has it ever occurred to you that i have a problem with speech i cannot speak in public are you kidding me i'm armor i'm a starter at lord oh shoot Moses, i didn't realize that I need a guy that can recite a great poem. Someone that is gifted. Uh, their words are just like mesmerized people in heat. That's the kind of person I need to go and stand before the ruler of the whole world. I tell your friends, God knows your weaknesses. He knows everything that is to know about you. And He says, I still want to use you anyway. I still put purpose in your life. See, I think if I was Moses, that would have been great opportunity. Say, God, thank you, thank you for your call. You want me to be a big speaker and speak to big people in the world. Well, heal my tongue, Lord. You know He has the power to heal. He created you; He can heal your problem. That's where faith comes. So even though God says, "Okay, Moses, I guess uh, that's the route you're gonna go," um, uh, so I'll get someone else to speak on your behalf. I think Moses compromised his ministry. How many times do we compromise? Because God calls us, but we think we know better than he does because we take a reflection, an inventory of our lives and we disqualify ourselves. And say, I really can't do that, Lord. You don't know me, Lord. You, know, you really don't know me. <laughs> you really don't. That's not for me. But you see, the anointing, Enables us to do what we can't do on our own. As believers, the anointing comes. It gives us the boldness to sweet, be an w- effective witness for Christ. You might be an extrovert. You might be an introvert. It doesn't matter. God used all sorts of people. God will use you. But the anointing helps. It doesn't change who you are. It just helps you to do God's will in your life. It, gives you this, it strengthens you. It doesn't change you to another person. God uses you. It's his power in you. Daniel puts it this way. He says that those that know their God, they are strong and they shall do mighty exploits. They shall do incredible things. He comes in knowing God. So, um, um, <clears throat> but to have the blessing to have the calling, understanding the calling, and to gain the anointing, those things did not come in his life. They did not come in his life. If you look at the sequence of how they come, you, okay, let me, let me draw a few things. And we'll get to expanding this. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with this. And I believe that you get a revelation and God will help you. I believe that there's destiny in you. I think there's a lot of good things that are going to happen this year. I believe there are a lot of good things that are going to happen this week. If we allow God to do what he wants to do in us, God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. But you see, the blessing, the calling, and the anointing did not come. So look at it. And the Spirit of the Lord began to sigh him while he lived in Mahanodin. Okay, so that happened. He says, the Lord blessed him as he grew. Say that with me. The Lord blessed him as he grew. There was a commitment to growth before the blessing came. Now it happened simultaneously, but as long as uh, he was growing, the Lord continued to bless him. And then it says at that point, then the Spirit of the Lord began to stir him. And then we see the fullness of it in the incredible things he did. So we want the anointing Anointing really speaks of excellence. It speaks of going, not, not accomplishing what's required, but going over and above average. So it says you can't get to the realm of the anointing, of going over and above average and bypass growth. And one of the hardest things for people sometimes to find, not all people, some people, is the purpose. Some people are born and they know what their purpose is. And some, it's a process of discovery. And some people will never move and do anything because they haven't discovered that one thing. But that thing happens in growing. And we'll touch on a message specifically for these all areas, okay? So it's going to be an awesome series. But the anointing, getting to the accomplishing the great things, you cannot bypass growth. See, when we come to Christ, the Bible says that we are born again. The child was born, and I was born into the kingdom of God. When I chose to follow Christ, I was born again. And God put destiny, he put purpose in my life. But that, at that point, something else has to happen. It's a commitment to grow. Because the Lord blessed him as he grew. The Lord will bless you as you grow. Then put it where we live. If you do a job, or if you, maybe a career or any kind of job, maybe a business or anything, if you only do what is required of you to do, go in, punch the time, go home. Go in, punch the time, go home. You can live a very good life. You can have no problems at all, as long as you always are compliant and you do all the right things and go home. But those types of people will go through a career and never achieve anything. So when the leaders are looking for people that are going to be, hey, the future of the company, the people that are going to take us to the next level, they're looking for people that stretch themselves. They're looking for people that go beyond the average. They're looking for people that that learn and expand a little bit. And it's like, wow, have you guys ever thought about this? Because they are stretching. They are committed to growth, personal growth and development. And so leadership says, I like that kid. He doesn't know a lot, but he really shows up Puts in a lot, so, so oh, that's going to be an ex supervisor. And those types of people go past the average. They're not any as special than anybody else, they just be committed to, to stretching and developing themselves. A student that studies. I remember sitting at a, for a test, and I look at myself, why in the world did I not study? I have no clue what they're asking me here. Oh, this exam is tomorrow. It's like, oh, that night, man, oh boy, you're drinking coffee or coke at that time. The night before, you're up eight hours to try and crunch what you should have learned for 13 weeks. The test comes. You're sitting there and like, oh my gosh, I read about this, but I don't remember what it was related to. I should know this. Now you're tired. You never slept i like, ah, oh, you know, I should have done better. How many have done that? Should have done better. If only I should have just paid attention to this. Why am I doing this to myself? Because the night before the exam, I should have been sleeping, getting some good rest, wake up uh, happy and strong, not try to kind of uh, clear up all the Red Bulls at uh, the gas station. But the blessing of the Lord comes as we commit to grow. And growth is not like, a, 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 you know, it's not an um, a, one thing that we want to kind of accelerate it. But growth is something that uh, is systematic and doing the right things over a long period of time and the results will be So God wants us to grow. Our spiritual life, we're supposed to commit to grow. So you meet people that have been believers for a long time and they quit growing because I know it all. I grow. Don't stop growing. You're limiting your potential. You're limiting what God might do in your season of life. Whether you're a student, a worker, in the middle of your career, end of your career, after the career, because life doesn't stop at career. God has you on the planet. God has a purpose on your planet. Be devoted to growth. What does growth look like? Thank you, Bruce. Appreciate it. Here's God straight. He has a path that's always straight. Here's us. We're not... And our path is usually like this about life. You know? It's been shaped... It's been shaped by... Many things that we even had no control of. How we were raised. The challenges of life. How we were shaped to think. How we were educated. The environment that we live in. The culture that we live in. The country that we live in. It shapes our view and our perspective on life. It shapes how we view everything. You can have the same statement made and we're all it differently kind of like the tax code in the u.s we, it's about tax time you know but god has a righteous standard he says i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me I can wave and I can change. Even my culture, my change and opinions on things can change. And they influence how we think about life. But growth is, I recognize that this is God. His path never half-cornered, so straight. And so I try to get my life, because I know the way I thought about money, could be could have been, well, we didn't have a lot in my house and so we crunch everything. Oh my goodness. So never spend, never spend. You you hold on to what you got. It might be, oh, same scenario. Didn't have a lot. But also that taught me that I don't have to worry because God somehow always survived because we never died. We came out alive and somehow, some way, the Lord saw us through, even though sometimes it looks so bad. So, So same scenarios, but can lead up to different expectations. Oh, we had a lot. Didn't have to work for anything. And so then maybe I pick up some things I never really appreciate the value of good work because it always was handed to me. Oh, hey, I we had a lot, and so I got a lot of opportunities, and I never had to, to worry about this. So all those things shape even our view on money. Take relationships and marriage. You can take any anything out there. Uh, how I saw my mom and dad live. How I saw... Um, they shape how we think about everything. And so growth as a Christian is to take that path of God that I know he's wholly right. And there are times there will be contradiction because I, he may require me to do something that's awfully uncomfortable for me, but he's always right. And I know that he's always good all the time. His intentions for my life are good. Even when I don't understand it, Father knows best. I'm going to trust him. And so that growth is our attempt to get our lives to begin to line up with that righteous requirement of the Lord, that's the straight path. And the more I follow him, and the more I start uh, uh, learning his ways, things begin to straighten out in my life. S- things begin to straighten up; They start beginning to line up, and you're like, wow, wow. I just put so much emphasis on the wrong thing all this time. I didn't realize that. Such and such a thing used to be so important to me. I thought I would die not having it. And now that I've known the Lord, it doesn't excite me the same way it did, because he's been able to fill that void and realize that I was created for greater purpose than that. How did I miss this? All this is what's so interesting when you come to the Lord and start growing. You're like, I remember I got saved at sixteen, and I'm thinking to myself, Wow, how did I live all my life without trusting Jesus? Now I look back. I'm thinking, I was sixteen. I didn't have all my life. But I remember feeling, I should have gotten saved when I was two. How do I waste my life? And I was 16. Because I was growing. Because those things begin to become a revelation as you grow. When you stop growing, you become numb. And, and the things have gone down excite you. You don't have revelation. So you don't see something and say, wow, that, that's good, Lord. So you have to commit to grow. Because that's the stirring of the Lord. That in, 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 in his case there, uh, he was being stirred, he was growing. The Lord blessed him and the spirit of the Lord began to stir him up as he grew. So it's a commitment to Growth. And I'll do a message on what are some of the things you want to put in your life so that you, you, uh, uh, because I don't have time to go on it, to make sure that you don't stop growing, that you continue to grow. You are born into the family of God and you begin to grow. Because that's the place of growth is when the purpose begin to become clear. That's when the Spirit of the Lord begins to stir you up and the blessings of the Lord says, the blessings of the Lord follow us. He says, you seek first the kingdom of God and all His righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Sometimes, we follow the things. That listen. No, follow me and the things will follow you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's growth. And then you start saying, wow, I never thought in my life I could ever do something like that. If I was to write down my life, there's no way I would have planned that. I would have never, never. How? And the child grew. And the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to sigh him as he grew. And she grew. The Lord blessed her. And the Spirit of the Lord began to sigh as she grew. And that takes you to some level of extraordinary things. You look back at the reflection and there's an, um, a scripture that kind of gives us that expression says, wow. You look back and says, wow. This is the doing of the Lord. And it's marvelous. In my sight. When we come to him. He starts straightening. Our path. And things begin to line up. It doesn't happen overnight. But it begins with that heart that says God. I'm wholly committed. To growth. To spiritual growth. The personal development. Go to the scriptures. I tell you, I say that all the time. You think it's just a cliche, a Christian cliche. Read your Bible because the Sunday school they say, read your Bible, pray every day if you want to grow. Well, read your Bible. And also, just I may add a caveat on the things that are going on in the world. We're the most free country in the world. Read the laws yourself. Don't let people read it for you and then tell you, oh, <laughs> this is what You might be surprised that you might be able to close out a lot of noises because you're founded on the truth and you can decide that. Now, realize this. We are all biased. I am. So go knowing that. But just go to the source and say, God help me to not be biased even though I know I am. Be humble enough to recognize that. But read the stuff because we live in a time where we can be Because here's what I always say. If it's of God, is it not of God. If it's of God, even if it might be a hard fight, it always points towards unity and reconciliation. If it's not of God, it always points to more division. You think of powerful people like Martin Luther King, who's fought for a good cause all their lives. When you look at their lives and their motivation, they always looked to reconcile people and bring even... It never led to more division. It led to more unity. And people go on. They want to do greatness like them, but they have a different motivation. They have a different set of values guiding their lives. So they already have a different set of values. They say, this doesn't even exist. I can decide this. That's all relative. You put that out... It's ridiculous to claim anything on this position. You can't stand on moral ground when you throw that out. There's no moral in anything if that's in the right. So we have to come back to actually achieve greatness. To actually see that we pass on the right things to the next generation. There is a righteous standard in the word. When we're committed to growth, the Bible says when we're committed to growth, we will not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. I know we say that wind of doctrine as relates to biblical teaching, but wind of doctrine can be in unbiblical teachings. Yes. For that, I'm going to stop so we can worship him and continue next week. Did you get something from God this morning? Yes. Amen. <laughs> I want us to stand up and, and pray this morning. I want to just worship our next uh, section of worship as we as we pray. I'm gonna pray first. But as we worship, I believe, I really truly believe that God works miracles in his presence. As we worship, it's really is and why we sometimes Raise our hands. I would do it sometimes. It's really a sign of saying, God, I'm abandoning it all. I'm saying, God, teach me. So you see, so, so, see you, you. when we decide to follow Jesus, we're saying to the Lord, Lord, I want to follow you. I want to follow you. If I want to follow Jesus, then I must have this pastor in my heart that says, Lord, teach me your ways. That I may follow you and some, some worship kind of is an entry level for opening our eyes out to say God, I want to follow you, teach me, teach me your ways that I may follow you. And I, you see there are many promises that God has regarding his presence. A few things let me just add a couple. He says that in his presence there is fullness. Of joy. this fullness of joy. The joy of the Lord, another verse says, is our strength. You need strength in your life. In His presence, there is fullness of joy. And so you can get recharged, refreshed, rejuvenated by worshiping. Because it ushers in His presence. Another thing that he says about His presence is that where the Spirit of the Lord is, that there is freedom, there is liberty. So things that are binding you, things that are going on you, you know, as you worship, it ushers his presence and it can bring freedom in places that you thought. So I also, I come every morning expecting God to touch me as I worship him because I'm ushering his presence in my life. So um, as we worship the next, we'll have pastors here on the front to pray. If you need to go in, we call it interactive worship because if you need to come back to the altar and just... You and God, we're not looking, oh, whoa, 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 why die? Uh, Luca go up there? <laughs> it's not like that at all. It's about touching heaven. It helps to touch heaven, connect with God. And you might be surprised what it will do. So if you need prayer, there'll be pastors up here praying during that worship time. If you just worship from your seat and all that. And I'm going to pray right now just specifically if for people that the Lord may be touching. And maybe you're getting challenged by this word. To take some actions in your life. Or realign some things to the path, Father we just thank you right now. Thank you for your mighty presence. Thank you that you said oh God. Seek me. And you shall find me. When you seek me with all your heart God. You are our strength. Our life. Our salvation. Our help oh God. As the psalmist wrote. He says that I will look up to the hills. And where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven earth, Lord. And Father, we look at our lives, and we need help in so many ways. But our le- help is not found within, but is found in you, Lord. Today I ask in the name of Jesus, that you will cause your word to come alive in us. Even different ones that I ask to, to raise their hands today, maybe to read this passage and the story that we're we'll be, going to be delving into. I pray God that you will give them deeper revelation that they even receive from me up here, because Holy Spirit, you are a true teacher, and I pray that you will reveal to us those things in your word that we need to know and understand in the only ways you can touch our hearts, and so we open our hearts to you, Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we honor you, if the lord's touching you right now and just think I want to respond to something, I want you to just raise your hand right now. I don't even know what specific area, but God's challenging you. And you know He's challenging you right now. I just want to pray an anointing over you right now. Just raise your hand to just receive. Father, I thank you. You said that the anointing of the Lord will break every yoke. And Father, you know, you know everyone. You know exactly what's going on in our lives, in our hearts. And you know which area you're touching and challenging us in, God. Father, you see the hands that are saying, yes, Lord. I want your will. I want your way. I want to understand your ways, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will pour out your oil, your anointing over their lives, O God, breaking every chain of barrier, O God, and releasing them into the full purposes of God in their lives. In the name of Jesus, I bind every barrier, every wall, everything that hinders them. I rebuke you with the authority of Jesus' name. And I pray in the name of Jesus that the power of God will be released without limitations to launch them, to propel them into their destiny, To propel them into purpose, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, move. We welcome you. We ask you to come and to touch us and do in us what we cannot do for ourselves, we ask in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We honor you, God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, give him a clap offering. Receive it. Thank you, Lord. I want us to pray one more time and then we'll worship. You might be here today and maybe you haven't even taken the first step. And the first step really is about really being born again. And what that is is saying, God, I want to turn my life around. I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want to start following you in my life. Um, uh, And maybe you haven't done that step yet. You've never really made that commitment to say, God, I want to start. I want to fresh start with you today. I'm going to ask everybody to just bow their heads for a moment and, and close their eyes because I want to I wanna pray for you specifically and say, Pastor Solo, you know what? I just want to take the first step with God. I want to say yes to God in my life. And maybe I have said that before, but at this point in my life, I'm not really walking with God, but I just want a fresh start with God. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. I'm going to see it. I have my eyes open because I want to pray for you. I want to give you an opportunity. Thank you, ma'am. You can put your hand down. I see it. Anybody else? Anybody else? say yes Lord I'm saying yes to you God I want a I fresh start with God and I'm going to give you just one moment because this is the most important decision it doesn't even begin until you make that point in your life and some give you just one moment say pastor that's me I want, I want, just, I want to wave it let me see it just so I can see it I, I'm w- thank you Jesus I well, want everybody just pray in your spirit. Because I believe God is wanting to turn people's lives around. To give people a new beginning. Maybe you just need courage right now. And I pray God that you give them courage. Give that person courage. That wants to respond but they are battling inside of their minds. Inside of their hearts. Oh God, right now Lord, I pray for the courage to say, I'm giving my life to Jesus. I'm saying yes to God in my life today. God, I ask that you give him the strength right now. To be able to, to respond to you accordingly without any fear. Release him from the spirit of fear, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'll give you one more time and I'm going to pray. I feel like it's somebody else. And it's just a God, yes. And that action, it's not a big deal to raise your hand, but it's, a, it's, a, it's an action you can say and say, you know what? I want it. it. It is something when you take a step of faith. There is something that happens supernatural of God when you take that step of faith thank you thank you if that's you I want us to pray together with those that raise their hand because this is a divine moment that's being witnessed right now with a heavenly host it's witnessed in heaven and it's being marked as you pray this prayer this morning say dear Lord Jesus I come to you today just as I am Lord I'm responding to your call To follow you. I want a new start. A fresh start with you. I repent of my sins Lord. Because I know I'm a sinner. But I believe you died for me. Today I receive your gift of salvation. And I say yes Lord. Yes to my life. Be my Lord. And be my Savior. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Wow. Wow. Congratulations. What a wonderful prayer. Let's sing this song together, and I will encourage you later. If you pray that sincerely, heaven wrote it down, and the angels are celebrating with you
1: right now. Amen. There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. Nothing can compare. You are living hope. Your presence. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is under your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and feel the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Let's sing that again. There is nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare. You are living whole. Your presence, Lord. Your presence. I've tasted and I've seen. I've tasted and seen Of the sweetest of loves Where my heart becomes free And my shame is under Your presence, Lord Your presence, Lord Holy you are welcome here. Come flood this place and feel the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by Your presence, Lord. Your presence. By your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience The glory of your goodness, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place, fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord, your presence, Lord, let us become more aware of your the glory of your goodness, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place, Feel the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. This is our desire, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. May we know your glory, Lord. your presence Lord your presence Lord thank you Lord Jesus thank you Jesus thank you for your presence Lord thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I come, I confess, bowing here, I find my rest, and without you, I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. My defense, my one defense my righteousness oh God how I need you where sin runs deep your grace is more what grace is found is where you are and where you are Lord, I am free. Holiness is Christ in me. Where you are, Lord, I am free. Holiness, holiness is Christ in me. Lord, I need Oh, I need you Every hour I need you My one defense My righteousness Oh God, how I need you Tell him how you need him, Lord I need you Oh, I need you I need you my one defense my righteousness oh God how I need you hallelujah Lord hallelujah Lord we love you Lord come on righteousness, oh God how my I need you hallelujah lord
0: we love you lord hallelujah thank you lord thank you lord lord we thank you for who you are god we thank you for your presence in our lives where you are lord that's the place we find freedom god and father we know that through the blood of jesus tonight today lord we can walk holy because holiness as the song sings Is Christ in us, O God? Father, we pray over our lives, oh God, that you would uh, bring your spirit upon us, oh God, that you will anoint us to do great things even this week, oh God. Let us have a different view of our lives. Let us have a different view of the things that we do, our mundane things, the seemingly insignificant things in our lives. Let us go with that attitude, oh God, that I'm here with a purpose, not just clocking time, that I'm doing the will of God in my life. Give us the foresight to see with your eyes, oh God, this week. And let great things happen I pray for blessings I pray for anointing I pray for opportunities that never existed I pray in the name of Jesus as we walk with you God in our daily lives as we walk with you in our homes with our families oh God in our jobs in our schools in our community oh God let us be the light of the world let us be the salt of the earth let us let people see us and see Jesus even in instability around us let them see the hope of glory is Jesus let them see Jesus in us, so oh God, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we worship You. We give You glory. We magnify Your name, Lord Jesus. Thank You, Lord. Come on, let's give Him a clap offering, a shout offering. For He is worthy to be praised. He is worthy. He alone is worthy. Hallelujah! Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. We're gonna end the service with a last song. But uh, before we take the song, I know Pastor Dustin gonna pray for the offering. Give offerings to the Lord. Give a lot of money, more than you planned when you came in. Just give a lot of money, and God will bless you a lot. <laughs> Did I say a lot of money? Yeah, don't tip God. Give to the Lord more than a tip, all right? Pastor Dustin, yeah. I pray blessing, and then we'll go out of this place worshiping. Let the place pass you and give uh, generously to the Lord. Amen.
1: Amen. All right, Heavenly Father, we just bring these gifts, Lord, back to you. Father, we thank you for the blessings that you have already given to us. But oh God, we just thank you that you seek to continue to bless us. The Father that you haven't left us here alone. Lord, even as we heard today, the Father that you bless us as we grow. So Father, we seek to grow, but we seek, we just seek after you. Thank you for your blessing upon your people. Thank you for blessing and jobs and everything that we do. Father, everything that we put our hands to is yes. blessed because of you. <laughs> Not because of us, but because, because of, your of your goodness. Yes, and Lord. we just thank you and bless the giver today. In Jesus' name we pray it. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Through you I can do anything I can do all things, cause it's you who gives me strength. Nothing is impossible through you. Black eyes are open, strongholds are broken. I am living by faith. Nothing is impossible. gonna live by what I see. I'm not gonna live by what I feel. Deep down I know that you're here with me. I know that you can do anything. Through you I can do anything. I can do all things. Be straight, nothing is impossible, through you blind eyes are broken. strong are broken, I am living by faith, nothing is impossible. Come on, come on, let's go out of here, let's go out of here blessed, singing that today, let's lift his name, and you guys have a blessed, blessed week. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. Through you, I can do anything. I can do all things, cause it's you who gives me strength. Nothing is impossible through you. Blind eyes are open, strongholds are broken. I am living by faith. Nothing is impossible. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. Woo.